guests may be seated during this time. I have just a couple of announcements. Can we give a round of applause for our awesome band again? Thank you guys so much. You guys are incredible. Um, I just want to take a moment to just open us in prayer at this time. Uh, so let's bow our heads. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you for this beautiful morning, um, another day uh, that you've blessed us with. Lord, thank you for all the bodies that are in this room this morning. Thank you um, for this cool air. Lord, thank you for a new day. Um, Lord, you know the burdens of our heart that we are carrying this morning, and I just lift those up to you at this time. Um, Lord, I ask that you take us to that secret place to where you can make us more like you. Um, just what a beautiful reminder that every day we are made new in your son's image, and I just thank you for that, and we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, just have uh, one announcement this morning. Uh, Super Bowl is coming up on February 2nd. I confirmed with Roy that that's the right date. And location is to be determined, but it's going to be at 5 o'clock. So stay tuned for more information on that, on that as we get closer. And at this time, I'm going to invite Pastor Roy up uh, for a special interview with our awesome worship band. Yeah, so um, and this is Jackie, my wife. Everybody say hi. Hi. Um, anyway, so uh, good to see you guys. Good morning. We're in this new series called This Is Us. And so I just thought it was a really, it'd be a really cool opportunity if we just got to know the people who are around us. I know that we do the meet and greet, and that's a lot of fun, and a lot of you already know each other. Um, but a lot of times, like the band, you know, they work so hard all throughout the week, and we don't really know um, who they are, and sometimes even their names, and it's even tough for them to get to know you guys as well outside of, or during the hour of worship together. So I thought maybe this could be a good time where we could get to know um, our team uh, that is the worship team, the music team, the, the band, whatever you want to call them. Um, and so if you could just kind of share uh, your name uh, and uh, how long you've been in San Antonio and what brought you to Alamo Hills. And um, Max, can you come up? The whole fam. Hi, I'm Megan. Um, and this is my husband, Max, and our son, baby Johnny. Uh, yeah, and we have a we have a three year old as well. She's uh, she's over in Kidsman, having a great time. Um, but uh, Max is in the Air Force, so uh, we we're not. We're, are we technically stationed here? Yeah, I guess now. But um, we came down here because he was in training. He was going to be in training for a whole year, as far as we knew. It was all kind of up in the air. Um, but I really wanted to, um, we really decided, you know, with having kids that we want to be settled, like we, which is hard because we're in the military. But we want to just try to settle a little bit. Um, and so we've been here since June, and we started coming to Alamo Hills in August. I found Alamo Hills on Yelp. Uh, yes, Yelp is, uh, is a great tool. Uh, there was one review, and uh, we were thinking about going to a, a bigger church, and I just didn't feel right about it. And um, Max kind of just lets me decide to do whatever we, I want, so uh, he kind of just rolls with it. And so um, I got back on Yelp, because I found the other church on Yelp, and so I was looking at this review, and then I saw Roy, and I saw Jackie, and I was like, these people look great. 
And I don't know, I just have a really good feeling about this church. So, um, and we looked on the website too, because on Yelp, it hadn't changed to the bar. It still said that you guys were in Santico. So uh, we were like gearing up, getting ready to go. And I'm like, oh, wait. No, we're not going there. We're going to this nice bar. So anyways, uh, and, uh, you know, and it was great. Like for me, it was like atmosphere is, you know, you have to have the, I don't know. It's kind of, it might not be right, but it like atmosphere is a, a big part of church to me. Hey, what's up? Um, and so... I don't know. I felt I felt the presence of the Lord in that bar, and I was just like, "This is this is a cool place. I've never experienced church like this." Max, I mean, Max hadn't either. We grew up going to basically mega churches, so um, it's very different for us. But it was the different that we needed um, just to renew our spiritual lives and to reconnect with the Lord. And so, yeah, we've been coming ever since, and uh, and decided to join the worship team um, because. Uh, they needed people. <laughs> and, and we uh, still do. Yeah, we still do. Come join us. It's a lot of fun. Um, and I enjoy singing, so uh, and uh, it was a fun opportunity to really give my talents back to the Lord. Um, and so, yeah, so we're, we're happy to be here, and we're, we're actually here for longer than a year now, so Yay. you're stuck with us. Hooray! Uh, but, yeah, so, yeah, we love it here. It's great. It's great, great church. So bring your friends. Yeah. Hi, my name is Henry Lombreras. I moved to San Antonio in 04. Um, our kids are out of the house, so my wife and I are empty nesters. Um, I moved from Chicago, did the whole mega church up there, and then came down here, did a couple mega churches, and I'm done with mega churches, and I have a heart for, I have a passion for uh, plant, church plants. And, um, he did tell me, he said, once y'all grow past a certain number, yeah. I'm, I'm going to I'm the next church plant. Church plant. And so. uh, other than that, um, I love the Lord. And if loving the Lord is wrong, I don't want to be right. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> and your beautiful family is suffering from the flu right now. Yes, my name is Josh Rodriguez. My wife, Jojo, runs the kids' ministry every once in a while. Um, uh, I have three kids, three little girls. They are Two of them have the flu right now. Maybe the baby, we'll see. So they're at home, but I've been here my whole life. We've been here our whole lives. We've never lived anywhere else. Um, we like Alamo Hills. We've been here since the beginning of Alamo Hills as well. Um, and I just like, like, like Megan said, I like the fact that this church is um, gutsy enough to be like, it's about the Lord. I don't care if we're in a bar or whatever. It's about, you know, <laughs> the Lord. It's not really about the surroundings. Yeah. So I like that. Cool. And, Thanks. Uh, yeah. Woo. All right. Hello, everybody. I'm Lawrence. I play what? drums. The loud noises, everything. Hey, that's me. Right? <laughs> All right. Email him, not me. <laughs> yeah. Um, funny story about how I got here. Um, I was at a church where I always wanted to play drums at church. My dad had the gift. I saw him play. knew I wanted to do it. So the church I was at wasn't really giving me that opportunity to do that. And I looked around. And I said, okay, what churches are in San Antonio? Type in the Google search. First church came up, Alamo Hills. So um, I go to the little connect page and I fill out, fill out everything. And then within two hours, Roy's emailing me, hey, what's up? You know, you ready to come? You know, whatever. We need people. And um, he had sent it to whoever was worship leader at the, at the time. That worship leader got in contact with me that day. And then we set up to, to meet on Thursday. Um, but all I can say is God is great. God is Man. good. Uh, God is definitely here. I've seen it multiple times with multiple situations. God's in this building. 
And if you're just coming here and you're just visiting, I mean, I wouldn't just visit. I would stay because, <laughs> like I said, the, the God is here. And yeah. um, also with what Megan was saying, we do need people. I've been feeling this every week, uh, past couple weeks, but I feel like there's somebody in here, somebody who can sing, somebody who can play guitar, someone who can play drums, and someone who can play uh, bass guitar as well. There's someone in here with talent, and, and maybe you're sitting on it, maybe you're not sure what's, what's gonna happen if you take that leap of faith, but I encourage you to get plugged in because the church is here for you and it's a great community, so th thank you. Yeah, love you guys. And Jack? Why don't you run up oh, here real yeah. quick? I, I, we're already over time. What's another 30, 30 seconds? We're already four minutes and 13 seconds over. <laughs> hey, everybody. Oh, no, you're good. I'm Jack Meyer. Jack. Been here about three years, I guess. Um, found about this church through Ben Solomon. Some of you all know. Um, told me they needed a sound guy, and I was like, hey, I'll do that. <laughs> so been here ever since. And we need you. Y'all, yeah. every single person up here that you see up here is just a total God story. Like we didn't have what we needed and then God just provided. So can we just show them some love for their dedication to the Lord and to God's community here at Alamo Hills? Thank you guys. All right, love. Yay. And your cute son. Oh my gosh. And his sweater vest. It's adorable. Um, okay, at this time, uh, I'm going to dismiss our kiddos. And I see just one or a couple in the crowd. So uh, registered kiddos, if you could just make your way to Kidsmen. Miss Lacey's going to walk you out. She's walking behind them right now. Thank you, Lacey. Um, and at this time, I'm going to have you guys stand up for my favorite time, some of y'all's most awkward time. I know Rodney loves it. Um, it's meet and greet. So shake a hand, fist bump, give someone a hug, say good morning. And I love that video. It's like, it's so cool to see like how much God has already done in the life of our young church in just a year and a half and how much we've been through and how much we've overcome. Well, happy MLK, MLK weekend. Uh, good to see all of you. Did y'all know that San Antonio, I don't know if it still does, but San Antonio has or has had the largest MLK mark, march in the, in the country. Did y'all know that? Isn't that crazy? Like I would think it'd be, yeah, way to go. Way to go, San Antonio. Uh, I would have thought it would be like a big city, like a bigger city, like Chicago or Philly or, or Atlanta or something like that. But hey, that's pretty cool. We'll go ahead and own that. But yeah, again, hey, welcome to Alamo Hills Church. Thank you so much for being here this morning. I know three-day weekends, it's such a great time to get away, and a lot of our families have taken advantage of that. But it's so great to see you. Know that we plan on being here every single Sunday uh, until Jesus comes back, unless the uh, roads are covered in even just a little bit of ice, right? Because the entire city shuts down when there's like just a little slither of ice. It's crazy how that happens. And then, you know, I've been in Colorado for skiing and it's just like covered everywhere and life keeps going. People keep going to school. But of course, we're from South Texas. We don't, we, we don't even know what snow really looks like over here. Um, we just see like ice falling every now and then. Well, here we are. We're in this series uh, that we're calling This Is Us. This is us, and in, uh, in this series, uh, we talk about how our passion is to thrive together in Christ. That is our passion, to truly thrive together in Jesus, and we believe that the way that we can best live that out is when we love, gather, equip, 
and scatter. And there's a reason to uh, that rhythm of love, uh, love, gather, equip, and scatter. I kind of feel like it's on this continuum where uh, it's the it's narrative of the Christian life, where we, it begins with love. Like that's the foundation. It's the anchor that really holds us together. And then in this love, we as a community, we gather in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24, uh, this is what it reads. It says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. You see, it's how we should love being in the company of believers uh, with one another to be refreshed in it and even equipped. It's in this gathering where we equip one another, where we're spurring each other on, right, toward those good deeds. And so through living together, through living together in this way, then our gathering begins to grow. See, and then you think about church growth. There's so many different metrics and like people throw out statistics and there's even magazines that ask for a, hopefully a true record of, of, of church attendance so they can report who is the fastest growing church um, in the country. And so you think about uh, there are different ways, certainly, that you can grow a church, Right? I mean, you can uh, do a, a huge production, um, you can have uh, light shows, nice buildings, there's a whole marketing campaign can, that can go into church growth and church planting. So of course churches can grow in these ways, but then you have to ask yourself, what kind of growth do we want as Alamo Hills? Do we want a growth that maybe can seem a little bit superficial in that way? Or do we want a growth that's deep inside the love of God where we are anchored into the foundation of who he is, the God of love, under a deep faith, as the scriptures call it. You know, a family, a family that's here together, where we're here together for the long haul, a family that equips one another, where yes, you definitely belong just as you are, but a place that's gonna challenge you and help you to become the person that God is calling you to be. And so then therein lies, right, the age-old question. Okay, God, what is my calling? What do you have? What is my purpose that you've given me in my life? And so Jesus actually answers that question for us. It's right here in Matthew chapter 5. Jesus says, be perfect, Therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect, that's our purpose right there. It's to be perfect. And so I start thinking, okay, God, great. Great, thanks for that. You are expecting me to not only be perfect, but to be perfect as God the Father is. Like collectively and individually, that right there is our purpose. It's like, geez, how can I live up to that? Thanks a lot, God. You know, like really, how is that even gonna happen? I wonder, have you ever looked at somebody's life, like whether it's on Facebook, somewhere on social media, and they, they look perfect, 
Like they have the perfect family, like all the kids are smiling, everybody's happy, the lighting is perfect. I mean, have you ever just seen families that look like that? You know, the ones, uh, the types of families that resemble, resemble the photos that are in the frames that are for sale, like at Hobby Lobby or something like that. Have you ever seen those families that are in those stock photos for, for sale? I mean, they're not going to be capturing pictures of maybe an imperfect family. They're not going to be capturing uh, pictures uh, of somebody who's in isolation or, or maybe your dad in road rage trying to get outside of Alamo Ranch. Everybody knows that that just creates some sort of uh, rage inside, at least it does for me. See, the ideal of the family, the perfect family, It's captured in these frames that are for sale because we hope to exchange a picture of our family in there. We're hoping that we could resemble some some sort of perfection as well. Or if you're like my mom, for some reason she still uh, puts the frames up with the stock family in there. And I look at her and I'm like, mom, everybody knows that you're not a real blonde. Everybody knows that that's not us. So Jesus says, To be perfect as God the Father is perfect. That right there is the goal. We are being perfected. See, the goal is total sinlessness. And that total sinlessness, it's not going to come until the second coming, until Jesus comes back for his bride, for his beloved, until he comes back for that. You see, right here, here in the gathering, you and I uh, together, we are, on, uh, we are on a journey toward perfection. I like to call this uh, progressive perfection. Here in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, and if you have your Bibles, you can go ahead and turn there. This is kind of gonna be the, the anchor verse of uh, our talk this morning. And here's what Paul is telling us. He's saying, and we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory. And we contemplate, as we contemplate God's glory, we are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is a spirit. You see, there's this beauty that's in this lesson that Paul is teaching us right here. I want to give us some background here. I'm not trying to move away from our topic of equipping one another, but I think it's important to just to share some, a little bit of background into what's happening here in the scripture because it's such a beautiful picture of the gathering that's happening here. So Paul, he's teaching us. He's teaching us that under Moses, in the Old Testament, the people of God, they read the law with a veil kind of placed over their hearts, a veil that wouldn't be taken away in their time. And so then he goes on to say that we now, through Jesus, we have the words of God, not etched anymore into a stone tablet, but as the commentator wrote, he said, etched by the spirit on the tablets of the human heart. I mean, how beautiful is that picture, right? And so Paul says, because of Jesus, in verse 10, for what was glorious in the law of Moses has no glory now in comparison with the surpassing glory that we now have in Christ. See, that right there is where our confidence lies for us to be able to approach the throne of glory and to live in that glory 
as well. See, it's because of God coming down, becoming flesh and blood and dwelling among us. It's because of Christ dying on the cross to give us access for God's people so that his spirit now dwells within the believer. See, we are now called the temple of God. We, right now, we're a gathering of temples all on a journey toward being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory. And so that right here, this is the point of equip to journey together toward this progressive perfection. Some call it, uh, really churchy folks that are studying theology and kind of nerdy, call it sanctification. It's the process of being perfected. It's the continuous washing away of our sin. And this washing away, it happens daily and sometimes multiple times a day. You see, the command from Jesus is to be perfect as God the Father is perfect. And it's done on a journey. It's in the gathering of believers where we are equipping one another to become mature believers in Jesus. And so Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he says, now you are the body of Christ and each and every single one of you is a part of it. You see, and as the body of Christ, we're now called to give to one another as service to God, to give of our time, our talent, and our treasure, to build one another up, to live sacrificially with and for one another. We're not one person is holding up the body except for Jesus, where we all do our part to live out the mission of God, to live it out not only on Sunday mornings, not only during our life group, but every single day. Amen? Amen. I'm in a, a men's group, a men's breakfast on Wednesday mornings at Chick-fil-A. I'd love for you to join me and, and really stellar guys, way cooler than I am. And uh, in uh, that group, James is a part of that breakfast with us. And he was sharing with me that his mom gave him a Bible. And, and in the Bible, she wrote, and I hope I'm not messing up her words because they were beautiful. And if, if they are messed up, then you can fix me later. But uh, he wrote in the Bible, or she wrote in his Bible as a gift to him, live like it's Sunday. On Monday, to live like it's Sunday on Monday. You see, every single day we're called to live out the call to love and work towards equipping one another. Where we're caring for this family of faith that we find ourselves in. Where we are actually our brother and our sister's keeper. This is why life groups are so important because that's where you're really going to be able to dive in and do life together. Where we're truly caring for one another, lifting each other up and getting down into the details of our life. And of course it's going to take some time. It's not going to be day one of your life group. It could take a couple of years even. But you're at least allowing yourself to move into this space where you can be one-on-one doing life with a smaller group of people. You see, this is the way that God has intended to choose to provide for the needs of those around us. It's through you and me. 
I wonder, were, was anybody else here heartbroken? Uh, whenever we saw on the news and everywhere we looked, the pictures of these kids down at the border who were in cages and, it, and they were cold. And so uh, they were wrapped in foil blankets. I wonder, was anybody else just heartbroken about that when you saw these images come through your screen? But did I send them blankets? Did I advocate for them? Did I pray even harder for them? God, would you forgive me? You see, Jesus himself said, when you feed someone who's hungry, that person that you're feeding, you're actually feeding me. When you go and you visit your neighbor who's in the hospital, Jesus says, I was that neighbor. I was that person who you sat with until they got better. You did that for me. You see, in the same way, when we serve one another, we're serving Christ. See, God, he's given the world, the remedies to, uh, to obliterate things like world hunger. He, he's, given, he's given the remedy to slow down the rate of certain illnesses. It's through the equipping of the church when we all come together, the global church even, using our time, our talent, and our treasure to care for everyone here in our gathering and out there as well. And guess what? Yeah, it's supposed to hurt a little bit when we're equipping the church, this body of believers, the body of Christ. See, when you give of your time, yeah, your flesh isn't supposed to always want to do it, but we put our flesh under the authority of Jesus and we give of our time anyway. You have the talent of, or gift of hospitality See, that's a sacrifice of service for the benefit and for the empowerment of this gathering and treasure. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus said, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Yeah, he's talking about money here. I don't really like talking about money much um, up on stage, but this is what he's talking about here. He's saying, what is your treasure in? Are you, are you storing it up in stockpiles for the day that the next Great Depression hits? Are you keep making sure that you're keeping your Starbucks card locked and loaded on auto load to make sure that you can uh, support your addiction? I know I am. I make sure that it doesn't go below $10, and when it does, auto reload kicks in for me. But are we storing up our treasure? Are we storing up our treasure in this collective, eternal, family of God. You see, what we give, it should be a sacrifice. It should sting a little, whether that sting is activated at five or 500 bucks. It, it doesn't matter. It's wherever that sacrifice lies in. You're supposed to get a little bit squirmy from time to time. This is the call of the gathering to share in our time, our talent, and our treasure. And as we do that, this is our pathway toward progressive perfection, in Acts chapter 2, verse 45, it reads that, that the early Christians, the, the first Christians, they sold property and possessions to give to anybody who was in need. I wonder, am I willing to do that? 
Like if I hear that you're unable to pay your rent next month, am I willing to go inside of my house, sell a couple of TVs and some clothes, throw some things up on offer up until I come up with the $1,500 that you need to keep you and your family in your house next month? Am I willing to do that? Am I that sold out to this gathering and to the equipping of one another? See, and it's not just the equipping of the knowledge of this beautiful word of God. But it's equipping you to help make sure that you've got a roof over your head, that you've got food on the table. Am I equipping you in love? This love that's so infectious that you can't stop the gathering from growing. Not because Alamo Hills is a place for handouts and entitlements, but because Alamo Hills is an Acts 2.42 kind of church, a gathering of love that equips one another, where we are equipping the, the whole body by each and every single member in the body of Christ. I wonder if anybody else is with me, say amen. Amen. This is the hope of our church. This is the hope of Alamo Hills. And did you know that this is actually not only the hope, but it's the reputation of who we are. And I believe the reputation of who we will always be as we meet together all the way through until Jesus comes back. This church is filled with stories in this gathering where we have equipped one another to experience God-given talents that we didn't even know were deep inside until we started progressing toward perfection together. And so at this time, I wanna invite Lacey up with me to the stage. Can y'all show her some love? And, and the reason why Lacey's coming up here is because I would love for her to share the story about her and her husband, Rodney, how they were equipped by you this church and how that by this gathering of equipping them, God revealed and he's continuing to reveal more of his nature that lives inside of them and how they're living it out now. And so we could just kind of take a seat here for a moment and, uh, and talk a little bit. Would you just begin by uh, sharing with us how you and uh, Rodney got connected with Alamo Hills? All right. Okay, I just want to make sure everyone can hear me. Hi, good morning, I'm Lacey. Um, so this is one of my favorite Alamo Hills related stories to tell because it always makes people laugh. Um, so <clears throat> Alamo Hills, as you can see, is a church plant and it started with the church by the church that Rodney and I were formerly members at. Um, and there was a beautiful woman there that was their director of first impressions that ironically could not remember who we were. We were members there for almost two years and I'm not exaggerating when I say at least every other Sunday she would reintroduce herself to us and say good morning and, and hi, what's your name? And it was just, it was great. And so they began talking about starting a new church here in Alamo Ranch, and we had just bought a house over here. We lived five minutes from that church, and now we wanted to be five minutes from the new one. So we drove around. We looked for this church building. That's what we were looking for, and we didn't realize what they were meaning. Um, and so we went back, and thankfully, she introduced herself again one Sunday morning, and I said, hey, by the way, we know about the church you're starting in Alamo Ranch. Could you tell me more? And that's when she introduced us to Roy. 
Um, and Roy came in as his usual self, peppy and excited. And I was like, okay. And um, he actually asked us to go to dinner. It didn't start with, hey, come help me. Hey, can you do this for me? Or do you even want to go to my church? It was, hey, can we have dinner sometime? Y'all want to be friends? <laughs> um, and that's what we did. And Rodney and I had just had a miscarriage. Um, and we had no family, no friends. But simultaneously, we had also just found out um, that we were pregnant with Henry, our son. Um, and so Jackie, shortly after, became pregnant with Vera. And we walked through our pregnancies together. Mine was long and complicated. Um, my liver wasn't working right. Um, Henry was born a month, well, over a month, premature. Um, there was just a lot. It was a long process. But in that, in that time, um, we gained this family. It wasn't, Roy and Jackie were no longer just our pastor and his wife. Like, they were our friends that we began to see as family. And then the Dows stepped up um, and they did a meal train for us. And I'm not joking, after Henry was born for two weeks, strangers showed up on my doorstep every day and fed my family. And if it wasn't for them, we don't have family for over three hours from here. Um, and my mom had to work, Rodney's mom had to work. It was a long, a long process, but every day for two weeks, because Henry came early when they took off, the time that my parents took off and Rodney's parents anticipated taking off was when at his due date and, and further. So it was just the two of us and a newborn for a little bit, um, except for, you know, maybe on weekends. So that's what really got us more involved. And when we had initially come to the launch meetings, <laughs> We told Roy and everyone, oh, yeah, we'll come help y'all out for a couple of weeks. Uh, and then, you know, we're going to go back to, you know, our church where we're members. And we've been members for over two years. So that's, that's how we got started and why we stayed. <laughs> so how have you, um, how have y'all been and you even been equipped by the gathering? It's, it's simple. Um, there, we, we gained, you know, through the love of the Lord, like we've gained this beautiful family. I mean, we met people and connected with people in ways that we never saw, we never thought possible. I mean, the Reeves have become like our family. Obviously, y'all are like family. Um, you know, the Dows, everyone like that is, it's really, especially those that have been here from the beginning, like we, we've gained a whole new family and we've show, they've shown us so much love, and, you know, I try and really reciprocate that, but there have been, you know, Sunday mornings that I didn't know how this church was going to get set up because the people that, you know, were scheduled, they couldn't make it. Life happens. They, you know, things have happened, but I have not in, how long, we've been going for, year what, and a, half. a year and a half? In a year and a half, Rodney and I have missed, I think, a total of five Sundays, um, and in that amount of time, I have never, never had a time where I did, excuse me, I didn't have someone that I could call on. So, I mean, just love, love and, and, and sacrifice and people showing, you know, showing that to me and giving that to my family. That's, they, we got to go to Atlanta. We got, you know, I've been educated somewhat in, in how to, you know, run church. And I have a degree in administration. I'm familiar with all of the logistics of stuff. But that's nothing. Like, Yeah. And so as we, as we give and we serve, of course, there's a toil that goes 
in with that as, as it should be, but um, how has it also been like life-giving for you and your family as, as you also equip others and serve, serve God's kingdom here? Well, I mean, it's not easy. I, there's no sugarcoating it. This isn't what, what we do in, in showing up on Sunday mornings. Um, it's, not, it's not simple, and I do stuff during the week too and, and try and manage things during the week. Um, I, I'm a therapist in my normal job. I'm a rec therapist. I work with people with special needs. Um, so I get free therapy. Yeah. <laughs> so um, in that, I get to make my own schedule, and I made the sacrifice of reducing my work schedule to have two open days a week that I can do things for the church. Um, and it has, in return, it, it's blessed our family so much. Um, I just, I can't, I can't, words can't explain it. Um, but, you know, showing up every Sunday is, is difficult and it's time consuming and it's hard physical work. Some Sundays it's hard mental work, um, but it's also beautiful. My son sees his dad especially come and, and he sees everyone, all of the volunteers setting things up and you can already tell in his little 18 month old body how much he wants to help. And that's le- legitimately one of his favorite things to do. If you tell him, go help someone, go help, that's, he's on it. It's the first thing. It's, it's been a blessing, but it's definitely, definitely been a sacrifice. Um, late nights, driving, you know, going to see our family. Like I said, they're three hours away. So uh, Henry is not easy to drive with in the car. Um, so we leave at bedtime, which is nine or 10 o'clock. We get home in the middle of the night and then we're up the next day. So it's, it's tough, but it's so worth it. It's so worth it to see Sunday mornings happening. And in the middle of worship, I'm like, all right, this is why we do what we do. And it, it's not like a month by month thing. It's a Sunday by Sunday thing. Yeah. Amen. So now Lacey is in a position um, as an executive here at our church where she is equipping other people to live out, you know, God-given talents that, that maybe we didn't even know were there but are able to come out. And, and, and folks who do already know, like, okay, I want to work in kids or I wanna, uh, I'm great with hospitality. And, and she now helps to get people plugged in and serve where uh, they want or feel called to serve within the life of our church. So um, how do you equip others to join in on this movement of God that we call Alamo Hills Church? I, I try and do it the same way that Alamo Hills Church equipped me. I just try and show people love, and I, you know, I go kind of where the direction that they tell me they want to go, um, and I start with saying, hey, how about instead of, let's, instead of making a specific plan, which is probably not the most traditional way to do things to get you know, plugged into serving or working somewhere. Um, I say, hey, can you just show up and just kind of watch and see where the Lord leads you? And it works. Um, and so, you know, and I try and connect with people outside of our church. And I have, we have, you know, we never <laughs> adamantly did not want to lead a life group or, or anything. And well, now we host one, and anyone who's ever met Rodney knows that his home is his safe space, and that's not his most comfortable position, but, you know, it's, it's that 
is what has led us in the direction that we've gone. I never would have anticipated standing on stage. I never would have anticipated helping, you know, set things up aesthetically or helping with kids ministry. There's just a lot that honestly I never would have signed up for, but I've just shown up and gone where the Lord has led me. So that's what I encourage others to do. And in that, I also try and be supportive and get to know each and every one of you and everyone that I've come in contact with. And like I said, I've gained a a whole family from it. And I know people I can call outside of church, unrelated to church. There is a crisis. Can you come get Henry? Can you come watch him? And I've got an abundance of people. It was kind of overwhelming at his new daycare, filling out emergency contacts. I was like, well, I can't leave them out. I I need a second sheet. I got more people over here, you know? And so that's, I try and equip people in that same way. It's just through, like, I know it's kind of cliche at this point, but love, like just showing them love and, and, you know, trying to help them be led by the Lord, not by me. Amen. Well, let's show her some love. Thank you so much, Lacey. We love you a ton. And you could tell that we hang out a lot because I, we didn't plan this uh, color scheme, but here we are. And I guess go, uh, go, pack, go. go yes. Packers. Or God whatever. bless the Green Bay Packers. Go, go Cowboys. <laughs> go Cowboys. Next year. Next year. Next year's our year. We got a new coach. It's going to be good. It's going to be great. Can't wait for next year. Well, y'all, the, 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 for me, the closest that I've ever felt to God, just like Lacey was saying, the closest that I've ever felt to God is when I'm serving, when I'm giving of myself, when I'm giving of my time, my talent, and my treasure back to the body of Christ. And so in, in, in the same way, the time that I've felt furthest away from God is when I'm not investing in the kingdom, when I'm not uh, in step with other believers in the gathering together. You know, because in the gathering, when we serve together, when we do life together, there's accountability. You're being known. You're being seen. That's my daughter, by the way. She's going to be a preacher. So all of you who are like, women preachers. Um, Just kidding. But I'm wondering, are you in a season now, today, of feeling distant from God? Because if so, I want to encourage you to join in on this gathering? Do you wanna grow in your faith or you maybe even not a believer yet and you wanna explore a little bit more about this God of love that we keep talking about, this God that offers extravagant salvation to anybody and everybody. I pray that Alamo Hills can be the place where we can explore, grow, and progress together. See, Jesus says, He says, if you want to follow me, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Matthew 16. See, Jesus says, follow me. Not follow Roy or Lacey or really anybody else, but follow Jesus because he's leading us on this pathway toward perfection. His perfection, where we're denying our human selfishness, our human desires, where we're led by Jesus. We're never alone. We're never solo on this adventure. It's always a gathering together as the body of Christ, where we're equipping one another with our time, talent, and treasure all along the way. 
So friends, let's thrive together in Jesus. Does that sound good? Amen. Well, let's pray together. And as we bow our heads and and close our eyes, I'm reminded in this talk of an incredible woman by the name of Mother Teresa. And God, as I'm reminded of this incredible saint, God, in this talk of gathering and experiencing your presence through this gathering of believers, equipping one another, spurring each other on to do your works, God, I'm reminded that we're not to be swayed by our feelings, by moments of joy and sadness, moments of highs and lows, because Jesus, you yourself, you felt total abandonment. You felt total absence from the Father, but you still remained the course toward fulfilling your journey and your destiny. Mother Teresa, for 50 years of her ministry, God, she said she didn't feel your presence. She didn't hear your voice. She felt totally abandoned by you, but she kept pressing on toward her destiny in the gathering. This journey that you had for her of caring for kids who were in need in Calcutta. God, I pray that I and we here never feel this absence from you. But when and if we do, God, may we remain grounded in our faith. God, that when we're weak, would your spirit strengthen us? May we lean on the strength of you, Jesus. May the memory of saints like Mother Teresa give us hope, give us hope and strength to live out our life together where we equip one another in this gathering where we equip each other sacrificially with our time, talent, and uh, treasure, God. Because that is your great pleasure. That is how we glorify you and live in this surpassing glory of God. But I pray for my friends who may not know you yet. Would you continue to Press them on towards you, God. Draw them closer into you. God, we love you so much. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you all stand with me? Um, Maybe the the band can just sing a chorus as we respond to um, this message and allow God to speak to you. Uh, We won't go longer than about a minute or so. I know that we're already over time. Please forgive us for that. Um, but I would love it if we could just sing a chorus and, and really try to connect with God's spirit as we uh, go from this place um, into, into the world, uh, loving one another in Jesus. Oh, come to the altar, the Father's arms are
friends, thanks again for being here uh, this morning. If I haven't been able to connect with you, I'd love to grab some coffee with you on your way out or figure out a time where we can connect um, with you as well. So the Ballingers, I'm saying the last name right, Ballingers and the Childress family, they're probably already serving, but there's one right there. They came to Next Steps um, last week. So would we just kind of give them some love right now and welcome them into our community? I know they've been coming for quite some time. If you have also been coming for quite some time, know that we are doing Next Steps uh, every month. So we'll have one next month as well. I would love to grab lunch with you there, share with you more about Alamo Hills um, and who we are and, and where you can play in on the story that God has for our church as we continue to grow and thrive together. So as, as we do go from this place, know that you are the church everywhere you go. You are the image bearer of God. We're able to share his love. And so would we do that with confidence knowing that we're able to come to the throne of glory because God lives inside the believer and surely he's all around us all the time here to pick us up when we fall and be there with us uh, through all things, good and bad and everything in between. Well, if you consider Alamo Hills to be your church home, uh, on your way out, you can give securely through our offering box. We really um, encourage you, if you haven't yet, to give online. That's the most secure way, um, and it's the easiest way to give. So just hop online. Uh, we have a church app as well uh, where you could do that. So uh, that's one way to invest into the mission of what God is doing here at Alamo Hills so that we can continue to be this gathering, uh, his hands and his feet in not only Alamo Ranch in our city, but our hope is even the world. So we love you guys. Pray that you have a great MLK weekend and uh, hope to see you again next Sunday, if not before, and would love to meet your friends and family as well. So have a great week. Love you guys. And we'll see you then. to that place, oh Lord, to that secret place where I can be with you, and you can make me like you. Wrap me in your arms, wrap me in your arms, wrap me in your arms. Take me to me